Michael and Morgan are different names. Yes. I think we can do that. They've got very similar structures. <laughs> so, <laughs> Welcome back to Square Horror. I'm your Duke of Spook, Danny. I'm your not contagious master of ceremonies, Matt Berry, but my throat does have a large lump in it, so I won't sound as, as sexy as I normally do. Um, but before <laughs> a little we more s- grab a little less sex. Well, it's it's a lot more, like, pathetic. <laughs> oh, man. It's, like, w- wilting. <laughs> um, but be- before we start, I have a very important question to ask you, Danny. Okay. Um, I'm scared. Yeah, you should be. Oh, this is, fuck. like, the last question on any, like, college entrance exam interview. Oh, okay. Okay. It's 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 that important. It's that level of importance. Fuck, all right. Okay, okay. I'm prepped. I'm prepped. I'm prepped. Would you rather be a vampire or a lichen? <laughs> Ooh. I told Ooh. you it was very important. That is important. Because uh, the vampires are kind of dicks. Yeah. Yeah. But the lichens were, like, enslaved for a while. And most of them are dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think <clears throat> just off of... I think I'd have to be a vampire because mm-hmm. I don't think I could stand losing all my friends. I mean, the last of my kind. Like, I think that'd just take too much of a toll on me. And I, I think, like... I think that is that answer right there proves this uh, Romeo and Juliet type story because I'd always pick a lichen because this is the only one of the two times I would choose to be a werewolf because they don't turn into wolves that's true they turn into wolf monsters mm-hmm. and lichens can choose whenever the older yeah, lichens can really, choose yeah whenever they're not they stuck want. to just yeah. during a full moon be like oh shit i'm gonna transform and they have some base intelligence when they do it so they yes. can they can accomplish agendas so why are we talking about lichens and you might be asking what the hell is a lichen <laughs> so we're gonna talk about underworld we're starting our final hurrah of our action horror franchise with underworld and it's i guess just i mean you know almost nothing about this franchise yeah no i'm coming in completely blind give me the one sentence like pitch that you told me you heard about this movie like right before you came downstairs to watch it tell me what you heard um so i the only thing i heard was that this first movie which is underworld from 2003 was originally pitched as romeo and juliet but with vampires and werewolves. And as soon as you said that, I remembered everything. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, that's totally true. So, again, this is 2003. So cast yourself back about 20 years to the world of, like, when, like, a lot of stuff that, like, now would be goofy, like, was legitimately cool. Mm-hmm. Like, the Matrix wasn't hacky. It was super cool to yeah. have, like, leather jackets and sunglasses and do like gun gun foo gun shit. Foo. So that's the world we're gonna be living in for next <laughs> for actually um in including Darkman and, and, and the crow. Until the series is done. So <laughs> Len Wiseman directs this movie. He's done um all of the underworld movies, at least in a producer uh, capacity. He's done a lot of um T V shows uh, like Swamp Thing and The Gifted and Sleepy Hollow. He also directed the remake of Total Recall. With, okay. Um, uh, uh, Colin Firth. Fer- 
Farrell. Colin Farrell. That's right. Colin Firth is the guy from The King's Speech and The yep. Kingsman and other King movies. Yep. I get the Collins. You get the Martin and Michael's confused. I get the See, Collins. See, but confused. you know what? Both of those people that you are describing are both from the UK and are both Collins. Michael Sh- Michael Sheen and Martin Sheen are very different people. That's true. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more into the writers in the later movies, but the one I want to highlight is Danny McBride, who has done, uh, like, he pretty much has just do- just done these movies. Mm-hmm. I want to look up more about him to see, like, how he just got to, how he really sold Underworld as, like, a franchise. He probably came in with that idea yeah. of... Romeo and Juliet, and then they're like, but we'll make it The Matrix also. And he was like, okay. They're like, that'll make some money. So, I, unfortunately, or fortunately, this movie, this franchise is not like Resident Evil, where we're not going to get a whole lot of diversity of cast until the later movies. The first three, which are the only three that I've seen, mm-hmm. have pretty much the same casts. Well, and... <laughs> Just before this movie was released in the U.S., because it was released in Canada a week early, was when they um, greenlit the sequel and the prequel that became the second and third movies. You know, because we have to relate this back to the most important thing in our lives right now, which is Mortal Mortal Kombat. Kombat. So Mortal Kombat was released a week ago like everywhere else in the world, Mm -hmm. and everyone's already, like, there's not a whole lot of specific, like, critiques. It's just a lot of... Wow. <laughs> so I'm hoping that that movie gets the same treatment where they're like, okay, so we've already commissioned a prequel and a sequel. Are you guys cool with that? Would so, that be good for you? And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so Underworld has, as we've said, Romeo and Juliet with Vampires and Marvels. But what does that mean? you got to have a Romeo and you got to have a Juliet. Mm-hmm. And they really only have the Juliet. Well, yeah, because the, the <laughs> Romeo is from a third party. The Romeo is... He's not, from a, he's not a Montague. The, Ro- <laughs> the Romeo is the audience surrogate who's just as confused. He's just a dude. And who everyone treats as if he should have done the reading already. Yeah. <laughs> like, you idiot, don't you know you're part of a centuries-long war? <laughs> Get your shit together, Michael. That's right. It's just Michael. <laughs> so the so the Juliet in in our in our franchise and she and that's not to limit her role as just the love interest. That's the vampire. She does have a lot to do, mm-hmm. and I I know she does most of her stuff in the two movies that I have not seen. So I'm excited to see where where she goes. But it's uh, Celine, who's played by Kate Beckinsale, who I knew when I was younger because she was pretty much the same character but in Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman. Uh, I'm sure she's been in other things by the tone of your face. Well, a fun little tidbit I found out is um, this movie is where she met her future husband who is the director. Oh, is she married to him? She is now. Oh, okay. But this this was how she first met him while she was dating uh, Michael Sheen. She was dating Michael Sheen? That's kind of hot. Because... Because he, when he's Lucian in this movie, he's he's pretty hot, I must say. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kate Beckinsale, she's in a lot. She does a lot of voiceover stuff, especially in the Elder Scrolls games. Um, she's in the Underworld movies, Total Recall, which I think is how she ended up being in that movie later on, because uh, her husband directed that movie. 
Um, she's in a lot of romantic comedies as well, and that includes um, Click. She's the wife from Click. Click. Which was... With Adam Sandler. It came out the same year as Underworld Evolution, so she had been Celine already. And she also was in The Aviator, which is a Martin Scorsese movie with uh, okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, and, as I said before, Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. But before... Oh, and Pearl Harbor. The, the 2001 Pearl uh, Harbor. Pearl Harbor. Yeah, but she and... She's in another movie, I think, with Tom Hanks, uh, some kind of um, some kind of romantic comedy. Something, but like, I don't, I really don't know how they got her for this one. Uh, he's also in a TV movie of Alice Through the Looking Glass, and she's Alice. Okay. Um, which makes sense. I I, I know that she's a she's a British actress. Um, she's from London. She's a big actress in both British cinema and American cinema. And she's generically attractive, so mm-hmm. she does well in these movies. Oh yeah, for I sure. mean not to say not that, to, that not to limit her, but it she's hurt. recognizable because she's she's attractive. Yes, um, they also have her in these like very striking like blue contact lenses throughout mm-hmm. these. Yeah. movies. and they're cool because she's wearing them like the whole time, but you only really see them when she's in like the light. Because I mean, she might even herself have blue eyes. Mm-hmm. And they just are, no no she's got brown eyes she's got like very distinctly like hazel brown eyes but it's cool because in the light that's how you can really tell someone's like a vampire is they got cool you know eye things going on like her and Bill her and Bill Nye are with they got they're sporting the contacts. yeah well they all are but they most they're the ones you can so. see the most so we are gonna be hanging out with Kate Beckinsale a lot throughout this franchise Celine is a vampire warrior and they call themselves death dealers mm-hmm. and they are the vampire like elite commandos in their war against the lichens which are werewolf sir they're they're werewolves they're they're a generically they're like a war a race of like warrior werewolves sort of uh, more or less um the leader of said clan of lichens is lucian who's played by michael sheen not Martin Sheen. Not, Michael not to be Sheen. confused. And, I mean, he, again, he's also, like, an extremely prolific actor. Uh, he mm-hmm. was in Frost vs. Nixon, that um, Showtime show Masters of Sex. Uh, just all over the place. I know him, and other people may know him from uh, the... Well, he's also most recently been in Good Omens, which I feel like I should have. Oh, he, yeah, with yeah. Um, David Tennant, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the antithesis of mm-hmm. David Tennant's devil character yeah uh so i know him coincidentally because <laughs> over quarantine i got really bored and decided to watch all the twilight movies because right. i had never seen all of them i'd just seen like the first or second one and uh he's the head of the volturi which which is the they're they're the vampires let's right? talk about twilight on here so the, <laughs> so the vampires are like they just kind of do whatever they want. It's uh-huh. it's all about like families, like vampire families. Yeah. Obviously, they exist for a long time, so they don't have children. So it's like they just turn people, and then they become part of that specific like family. So they're loyal to whoever turned them. Okay. So Edward's got like four or five quote unquote siblings that are just all made by the same person. Okay. Um. The like most bougie of the families that's been around like for the longest time. Or the Volturi, which are like an Italian-based vampire clan, 
And because they've been around the longest and they're just like the richest, they're the ones that like make rules that people have to follow just because okay. they're, like, they're like, well, we're rich and we're powerful. And you might be asking like, well, how are they powerful? They're vampires. The vampires in Twilight um, just are mutants. Like from oh, X-Men, like they okay. all have, some of them, like they don't all have powers, but like but some, some of them, them do. do. And it's not just like, oh, I can kind of see the future. I can read minds. It's like, I can just control the elements. Or, like, oh. look at you when you die sort of thing. Yeah, Remy oh, Malik shows up as a, as a cameo in the last movie. And he's just, the like, the Avatar. And I'm like, wow, that's actually what really the? awesome. Um, and uh, Wait, was that in, like, the fake-out ending? No, well, I don't want to talk about Spider for much longer. <laughs> but they are assembling an army of vampires with powers to fight the Voltori because they've got a bunch of really powerful, like, people. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Sheen's character has abilities, but it's more just, like, he can touch someone and know, like, their entire future, like, with him. Or something to that effect. Okay. So, like, he'll touch certain people and be like, oh, they're gonna fuck me over later. Like, I gotta keep them in there. Like, keep them, like, you know, at arm's length. So, as he was making those movies, he was making these movies. So, at the same (laughs) time that he was a vampire bad guy, he was a werewolf bad guy. Who's not really even. He's not a bad We're gonna, guy. I want to get into this, especially with Rise of the Lycans. Mm-hmm. Just like, listen, man. Okay, I'm not about to support the fucking man. <laughs> especially when the man's a, were- uh, vampire. a vampire. Who's a dick? He's a huge dick. Oh, God. And that's a perfect segue to Bill Nye, who plays Victor. <laughs> Bill Nye is, again, in a lot of stuff, he's a very prolific British actor. He was in Shaun of the Dead. He's in Love Actually. Mm-hmm. He's, he's in Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean. He's Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean, and he's in Castlevania, the Netflix show. He's also in Emma. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And he like was. most recently, he's he's Mr. Woodhouse in in Emma. He's all of the yeah, and um, he was the old bad guy in Detective Pikachu. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he just shows up. Everywhere. He's everywhere, man. He's, and he's great. I I love Bill Nye. Mm-hmm. He's not Bill Nye like the science guy. Because his last name is spelled, like, Nighty, but without a T, like, mm-hmm. N-I-G-H-Y. Yeah, Nahi. So it's, like, Nai, like, night. I don't know. I'm yeah. fucking saying it. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong, my fucking American-ass accent. <laughs> also, you got Scott Speedman, who's Scott Michael. Scott Speedman. Who's just caught in the middle. Scott <laughs> Speedman, we know from The Strangers. Yeah. He's one of the five people that are in The Strangers. He's also in Triple X, too, and you. That's right. I keep forgetting he's in you. Yeah, I told. He's just a generic, handsome white guy. So yeah. I just, I'm always like, they all look the same. Like all of like the people in American Horror Story, I'm like, they all are just the same handsome white <laughs> gay guy. I can't tell all of them apart. Scott Speedman is a lot like that. But Michael is actually extremely important. Yes, he's not as important in this movie because the whole movie is just them trying to figure out why he's important, and then mm-hmm. for the next couple of. You know, at least the next movie for sure, he's extremely important. Um, Scott Speed, we'll get into Michael as we get into just the breakdown of like what the fuck's going on with these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last person I want to touch on is, or the second to last, because I want to talk about that one Lycan guy who you did the research on his voice. Yes. Um, real quick, uh, Shane Broly, who is uh, Craven, who's just the shithead like deputy in charge of that particular coven branch he just looks like he should be playing the crow he's got like long hair and a jacket and a bad attitude and looks like he's in typo negative or something (laughs) 
Um, I couldn't find a, a lot of stuff that he'd been in specifically, um, but I don't know. He, he, I like his. I like the portrayal of him, mm-hmm. especially when he's just like, "Listen, I gotta tell you all my secrets." And she's like, "Shh, let's have sex." He's like, "Well, we're kind of on a <laughs> we're a on time a time crunch, crunch. <laughs> but sure, I guess so." <laughs> so he just plays like peeved really well. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's great there. And then the last person we want to get into is Kevin Griveaux. Griveaux, I think. I think is how you pronounce it. Um, Who plays Ray's, who's just, he's not very prominent, but his voice is the deepest voice I think I have ever heard. No, it's straight up the deepest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's it's really cool and really resonant, and they didn't affect it. It's just his voice. You know the perfect um, comparison I could have for it, especially for our listeners? Do you remember the autopilot in Wally? The robot like steering wheel? I don't. You haven't, but I'm sure but they, they have. will. Okay. And if you haven't, just look up that that character from Wally. His voice actually sounds like that in real life. Yeah. And it, it doesn't help it it definitely helps that he's a like easily six foot four, two hundred and eighty pound like bodyguard like michael clark duncan build man mm-hmm. the guy is enormous and he plays this lichen that just gets a bunch of shit in him like they throw those like silver gears at him and he just shows up and he's like we were under attack and then they just pull them out of him like it's not shit and he's from chicago oh shit i could have sworn he was like from france or something no like he's that. from chicago illinois from 1962 cool is how tall is he six uh, he's six three six three okay but he's Huge. He's a big guy. Especially because I know most actors aren't really over, like, 5'8 or 5'9. It's like, they mm-hmm. just look taller. It's like, the reason he probably looks like a giant is because he's just a couple inches taller than me. Yeah. And everyone else <laughs> is just tiny. <laughs> like, I'm sure Michael Sheen is probably only, like, 5'6 or something like that, so he looks enormous. Now I gotta look him up. 5'10. Oh, wow, okay. He's taller than I thought he was. Yeah, some about British actors being surprisingly tall. Yeah. You would think. <laughs> so anyway, enough of our bullshit. Okay, what the hell is Underworld about, you might ask. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't take notes on this movie specifically because we've got several more to go into. And, mm-hmm. like, we get deeper into the lore. And this movie is mainly just to establish the world. And I think that's what these writers really had with this movie is they were like, we really want to tell this story, and we have all of this lore that mm-hmm. we want to put in. And it's like, you may, you know, I would say some of it's kind of heavy-handed, the lore. There's a lot of lore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all interesting, and it all has bearing, because it's not like, again, like in Mortal Kombat, <laughs> where it's thousands of years in the past <laughs> with characters that don't exist anymore. Yeah. Now it's like we're talking centuries, but it's all the same people that are alive because they're all immortal. Yes, like, exactly. You know, Victor and Craven and Lucian have history dating back like six hundred years ago, but and it but to them it's just like it happened yesterday. Like the whole war that's been happening has been happening for six centuries, mm-hmm. and you would think that one would beat the other, but they just don't because it's hard to kill them. Evidently, because mm-hmm. they only just started going. Wait, we could just put silver like. In our bullets. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, guys. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yes. Well, they, to be fair, they have been doing that. They can just heal. They can just take them out. Mm-hmm. They're all, I, I guess the immortals in these movies are sort of like Wolverine, 
where they have the capacity to heal from pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. They just need to get that thing out of them. Yeah. You know, like, the silver obviously hurts werewolves. And I think that's their only weakness aside from just getting the shit blown up or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the generic, like, rules of, like, oh, yeah, only va- vampires can only be killed by, like, the sunlight. Or, like, if you rip them in half. Yeah, Like, you know. they'll die also. <laughs> yeah, if you Mortal Kombat fatality, to bring it back to Mortal Kombat, like if, if you fatality to... them, they'll die. Well, and the lichens, by their nature, just are... Kevin brought up a good point when we were watching it, because you were like, oh, I didn't know that getting bit by a, a werewolf turned you into a werewolf. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it just doesn't normally happen, because werewolves usually just, just kill you. Eating. They just, yeah, they, they either, like, bite you seven times on the neck and you bleed out before you turn into a werewolf, or they eat you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're not going to get a whole lot of transmission Plus, I think, because what they've been doing, these are fighting a war, so they're definitely just recruiting soldiers so they're getting people that they know like could fight so they probably went and found rays in like mm-hmm. some fighting pit in i don't know like the congo in like the 17th century and they're like yo do you want to help us fight a war and he's like okay i can't even go I nearly as close yes turn me into a lichen <laughs> and ever since then it's just like Fuck yeah, man. He's killed so many people, I bet. Because they don't really go a whole lot into, like, the war. Because I feel like that, as cool as it sounds, like a war between vampires and werewolves, mm-hmm. I'm sure it would be very boring. Because they've got to contend with, like, humans finding out about them and all that lame shit. Like, oh, sorry, we can't wage our apocalyptic, immortal war. Because, like, humans would find out and, like, they'd try to kill us too. Like, oh, fuck. Gonna be secret. Keep it on the underworld, which is why it's called Underworld. There's four more of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to use the pun on the first one. Well, and it, what's weird is that Awakening isn't till four, so presumably all of these movies have been asleep. God damn it, Matt. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a whole lot for this one because it's just the beginning, so it's just the getting people into the, the lore. So I guess what we should say is just establish the war. Give them a history lesson, Danny. Okay, we're all, we all filed into our, okay. our history 207, which is fake nonsense history with, with Professor Hollander. Oh, God. And we're all there. We're all like, man, I can't wait to throw, throw a, uh, a disc on the quad today, man, but I gotta sit through. I got some sax to be hacky. Yeah, I got some sax to be hacky, but I gotta listen. I gotta, man, I can't wait till a kegger this weekend when I can blow off my History 207 essay to go chug a kegger with Nancy. But I gotta, I gotta sit through this, this dumb old lecture first about history. But what's that? You said history is going to be cool today with a K because Mortal Kombat? It's Mortal Kombat. Always with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so, what do you got How for many us? How times we were talking about Mortal As Kombat? More today. than we have the last three episodes in just one episode. Because <laughs> it comes out in four days. And we're hyped. You know? Oh, God. Anyway, so um, the bell rang. We can't talk about Mortal Kombat anymore because Professor Holland has got a history lecture for us. Oh, God. This is going to. Okay. <laughs> Let's see how much I remember. <laughs> Could you just backward ass watch the movie while I was like, I filled you exposition and yeah. fine. I'm like, no, no, no. How much did you retain for the test? <laughs> okay. So there's 
There's the lichens and there's the vampires, as we've well gone over. Why are they called lichens? I don't know. Uh, werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Professor Hollander, like, why are they called lichens and not werewolves, bro? Uh, uh, fuck you, that's why. Oh, fuck me? Dude, I'm going to take that up to the dean. I'm going to talk to your head department. I am the dean. Uh, well, no, I'm actually, <laughs> Professor Barry is oh, the fuck. head of the department. Um, fuck, fuck. Well, um, little little Louis, uh, the lichens are come from the uh, Latin word lycanthropy, which means moon madness. Which back in the day was the 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 disease or the curse that was afflicting those people that were said to be werewolves. So it's characterized obviously by uh, a complete lack of like a, just a break from reality. You think you're a wild animal. And it happens to coincide with the moon, so obviously people that thought that there were demons living in people's blood thought the moon must have something to do with psychosis and not, like, mental illness. But please, D- Professor Hollander, continue with your lecture. <laughs> so, this may be completely off my rocker, but I'm pretty sure it started because um, the lichens were less hidden than the vampires were, and the vampires were like, hey, um... Quit it, or we're going to have to start killing you before you give away all of our secrets. I think that's the plot of Rise of the Lycan, so I won't fault you for that, but we'll, because we'll find out, like, in two weeks. <laughs> we'll so find we, out in we'll two find out the next one we do. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, um, the vampires started kicking Lycan ass, because the Lycans didn't know what they were up against. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of got enslaved for a little bit. Kind of. You know how that is. You know how that happens. We don't know how that is. Um, but then, oh, what's, um, Michael Sheen's character's name? Lucian. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm writing that down, Professor Hollander. <laughs> you totally um, gave me that information. So, <laughs> um, so Lucian was a slave of Bill Nye's Victor mm-hmm. um, vampire, and he fell in love with Victor's daughter, who was a vampire, and he was a werewolf. Romeo <gasps> and Juliet. Romance. <gasps> yeah, Everyone cross, gasped. Start cross lovers in the midst of slavery and immoral war. This is how, a young, this is a young adult novel. <laughs> oh my god, I bet they're handsome and very pretty, but no one understands them, or whatever the <laughs> fuck The Hunger Games is about. But then, um, Victor finds out, and he's like, hmm, this won't do. You know what, Lucian? I'm not gonna kill you. I'm gonna murder my own daughter in front of you yeah. to just kind of piss you off. I really want you to keep that in your mind of how <laughs> how Victor probably responded to that. Because in Rise of the Lycans, it's different. It's very oh, no. not okay. But it's like, yeah, I guess you could you could paraphrase it and go... Mm, I don't like that very much. Because mm, it did no. lead to the same con- conclusion of, I'm going to murder my daughter. But it wasn't just, that'll teach her. It's because she was pregnant with a hybrid, which would have <sighs> been like an abomination to the bloodlines. Probably because it'd be fucking way more powerful than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, maybe let's not fight each other. And so, Victor sends Lucian on his way and is like, get out of my house. You know, how you do. And so he sends someone to kill Lucian. And do they, do they, Mr. Barry? Well, no, they no, don't. they but lie I'm, about but, it. But, but, corner, but pushing my glasses, well, actually, oh God. Lucian didn't run away. He led a rebellion of lichens against the vampire oppressors. And in the, and in the ensuing battle, yeah, yeah, I'm kicking it back to you. Oh, okay. In the yeah. civic battle, um, he was said to have been murdered. Bum, 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 By who? Bum. Uh, Craven. Yeah, the guy whose name means liar. <laughs> I just 
Every time I think of Craven, I think of Craven the Hunter oh. from Spider-Man. So well, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I, I read a lot of Game of Thrones, and the word Craven with a C is uh, used to mean like coward or like someone you can't trust in battle. And his that name makes so much sense for this Secret is- Garden. <laughs> the Cravens are the liars and the cowards. Daily dose of musical theater. That's not even musical theater. That's just a book. Well, okay, yeah. yeah. Daily dose. Daily dose of, of literature. Of nineteenth century literature fandom. <laughs> you know, Sorry, I think keep yeah, going. everyone else back there was way more well read, so they definitely were like, <laughs> so they're the bad guys. It's like casting Zachary Quinto in anything, and you're like, so he's the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> what a shocker! He was bad. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm not talking about things that he's currently in. If those things are on, spoiler alert, I just know that he normally is the bad guy <laughs> of things. I was like, every time we see him. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, so Craven, um, seeing an opportunity to, um, like, a power grapple. Because mm-hmm. vampires, if you've played Vampire the Masquerade, have read vampire novels, or just know anything about how someone would be that's been alive longer than, I don't know, 60 years on this planet that's a politician. Mm -hmm. They're extremely selfish, and they just want to, like, jockey for power, and, like, they don't care who gets in their way. So the vampires obviously run on a class system, Yes, and you could probably think of... It's almost like it's a metaphor. Well, I mean, it it is, but, like, it's a metaphor on a macro stage where, like, Mm -hmm. vampires are so, like, bougie that they're racist against, like, differentiations of their own bloodline. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's another thing where, like, pure blood is good, but, like, those people are bad guys because they're vaguely Nazi-esque. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyone in Harry Potter is like, oh, yikes, yeah. it kind of sounded a bit Nazi there. Um, so the, the Craven's move, obviously, is I can assert my control over the, all of our clans by striking a deal with Lucian. So, excuse me, the it's just so shocking. Oh, I just I can't. <laughs> so Lucian cuts off a piece of skin on his arm that has a brand on it, mm-hmm. and gives it to Craven. And Craven gives it to Victor as like proof that he killed Craven. Yes. So no, uh, Lucian. Uh, so yes, he didn't kill himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So w- with that being done, you know, um, around the same time, and we'll get into it a little bit later when we talk about Celine. But around the same time is when Victor meets Celine as a child. Mm-hmm. Um. So once she's inducted into the ranks, uh, the way that the vampires consolidate power among the numbers, and in order to keep them kind of safe and just it's tradition. They, you know, vampires obviously have a lot of traditions. They've been around for thousands of years. Yes. Their tradition is that the elders of their bloodline, um, the oldest being, um, shit, don't remember his name, uh, Marcus. Marcus. Marcus is his name. Marcus is the original vampire, um, immortal, and he's one of the four elders, which also include, I believe her name is, like, Lucena. It's something fancy. The other, el- the other elder's name, yeah. Amelia, is Amelia, her name. Amelia uh, who is currently in charge of the clan at the events of the movie. Yeah, she's and, awake. Yeah, she's she's the, she'll wake, and then Victor, who's the fourth elder. So how they do it is, since vampires are immortal, and they once if they just don't get any blood, they just go into like a dormant state where their body is alive, but they pretty much just look like a skeleton. Mm-hmm. But they are alive, like they have the potential to be reanimated. 
uh, three elders will just basically go into suspended animation and not drink any blood. That way, lying dormant so that when they wake up, Due to you know drinking blood in this in this case drinking an elder's blood, mm-hmm. so they can go okay I've been out for three hundred years maybe I'm gonna have some blood I have I can read all of the memories mm-hmm. of someone's blood by drinking it uh, now I know exactly what's happening I know what we're at like yeah well, they, I'm, I'm up to they've I'm had up the, to date yeah, and we can go they've forward. had the previously on heroes of, <laughs> of the last couple centuries and then they can then assume being in charge mm-hmm. so like we said at the beginning of Celine's um, you know, kind of introduction into vampire well, when she was turned by yeah. Victor. Uh, Victor is the elder in charge. It's the same mm-hmm. time as Rise of the Lycans when they've enslaved the Lycans. Victor is the one that d- does that. Which tell you right up top that he's kind of an asshole. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Marcus was fine. And I know as you'll see, Marcus has very um, markedly different ideas about Lycans than Victor does. Because right, we didn't see Marcus no, at all. No, we haven't we'll seen Marcus. Marcus will be in the movie. next movie. And he's extremely... I can't wait to talk about Marcus because he looks fucking awesome. Hell yeah. So while Celine was turned and became a death dealer, Victor took her on because he reminded her of his daughter. He reminded him of his of his daughter, who he killed. Um, Yikes. But he was like, oh, it was like a second chance. I can kind of um, write that wrong I did by mm-hmm. writing this wrong here because Celine was found... Um, in a cottage, her family murdered by lichens. Mm-hmm. And Victor saw this as like, well, I can do right by my daughter by doing right by this girl, whom I feel semi-responsible for because li- I let lichens kill her family. Mm-hmm. Um, that changes in how it, from what he tells the story to from what actually happened. But that's why Celine becomes a lot... She comes close to him and sees him as like a father figure. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where when she's having difficulties now, I mean, it's centuries later, obviously, Lucian has obviously been killed, so the Lycans are scattered, so the Death Dealers are hunting down Lycans and killing them mm-hmm. in this quote-unquote war, which is more of like a one-sided genocide. Yeah. <laughs> like, a war is like, eh, I don't know, I mean, they're running and hiding, and like, yeah, they can fight back, but like, they're running and hiding so yeah. you don't kill them. It's not a war, it's genocide. Um, anyway, <laughs> you're that your people have done to mine, you vampire scum. <laughs> um, so, there's, obviously, centuries they've been this going, going on. They've trained in modern technology. They use guns instead of swords now. Um, they use silver bullets to kill lichens. Um, they have really cool, like, yo-yos of death, like, like oh, blade yeah. things that they throw that are pretty awesome. Like, these just bladed discs that mm-hmm. she can just throw and they're really cool. Uh, and as that, while that's been going on, um, Amelia has been in charge in charge and she's from a a different coven than, uh, Victor was associated with. So the man in charge of Victor's coven is Craven and who he put in charge because like, I trust you, you killed Lucian. Like I owe you one. Mm -hmm. So as that's happening, Craven's being a fucking prick. Craven's like, um, hey, I can steal this whole thing. Yeah, and then his plan is that he wants to marry Celine and uh, control all of the of the covens. You know, well, just yeah, all of vampires by doing a like a really quick like you know hat trick. That's the term hat trick by killing all the other elders. <laughs> and um, you know, his plan with Lucian was you know you'd come out of hiding. 
you know, you guys kill Amelia. Like, we'll let you guys kill Amelia. I'll take care of the two that are lying dormant. Yeah, the ones and that then, aren't conscious. Yeah, and then I can, you know, become king of the vampires. You can come out of hiding. We can stop killing each other. And I'm like, am I supposed to think these are the bad guys? Because they're right. <laughs> they, they, like, for the love of God, please stop the murder. And he's like, you know what? I'll help you. You know, like, it's, it'll be okay. But what could possibly go and wrong Celine with that couldn't plan. have that. She needs war to happen. <laughs> So she wakes up Victor before time, before, before you know, before be he's supposed to be, and you know, because she trusts him. She's like, I don't trust Craven, and Amelia's going to come so we can go wake Marcus up, and he's about to have his turn. Um, so really, she should have just waited like a little bit. She would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. So obviously, Victor being awake causes a lot of problems, especially. Now you can't just yeah. kill a guy in his sleep when he's awake. Exactly. And fucking while all that's happening, you've got what the Lycans are up to. Because what they've been doing while they were running and hiding and trying to fight back was, according to legend, the bloodlines of the immortal, they all lead back to one man, Alexander Corvinus, who was mm-hmm. a survivor of the um, the plague. Like, the yeah. one from, uh, the, like, tw- the 12th, 12th like, century. Like, 13th or like 12th century. So this is how long they've been around. Like, mm-hmm. an easy, like, 900 years. So he survived and passed along his... his a gift of him because not only did he not did he survive the plague but he became immortal mm-hmm. and he lived for centuries and then had children oh, yeah and he had three kids yes he had three children whose names are marcus william and i believe the third was also named michael it was just a coincidence he was named michael okay but um the william went to go become the first lichen mm-hmm. and then as he bit people he they became the like first real like lichens and Marcus became the first vampire and made Amelia and and Victor. And they decided to create the vampire race. And then that third bloodline was not immortal. It was just a human person that could that spread the seed down mm-hmm. the line. So after several centuries, Lucian has, de- has deduced that they can isolate a some kind of gene or something. I don't know. Blood, some in their science blood. or whatever. Yeah, in, in the blood of a non-immortal bloodline of, Cor- of Corvinus, mm-hmm. and we can create a hybrid. Yeah. Because even at a cellular level, their blood is, like, opposed to each other. They'll still, they will just kill the host. Yeah. It's like, so no one can be a vampire and a werewolf at the, or a lichen at the same time. Yeah, because they unless, said that no one yeah, has, who's yeah. been bitten by both survived. Yeah, unless someone has is in the line of Corvinus and just has this magic gene trait. Mm-hmm. So Lucian has kind of backwards reverse engineered a uh, like a, a hybrid serum mm-hmm. in like using the blood of the latest Corvinus um, descendant, which is Michael, Michael, who's just a doctor. He's just trying to. <laughs> He's just trying to live his life yeah. as best as he fucking can. And then Lucian shows up and bites him, and Celine's there shooting werewolves and is like, well, um, you're mine now. I'm just yeah. gonna, like, I just own you, because he saved her life. It's like, well, now I gotta figure out why the Lycans want you. So Luce, uh, and Celine, yeah. she's gonna yeah. want him. Oh, man, she, yeah, she just does. Yeah. I mean, they actually do have a whole scene that is, when she tells him about how she lost her family mm-hmm. and how the only person she's really ever had in her life was Victor. Um, Michael tells her the reason he became a doctor is I think he believed it was his, he lost his wife or his sister 
in a car accident that he was there for and he couldn't do anything to That's save her. That's right. Because he was like, I had ample time. Like, there are paramedics coming soon. I just need to keep her alive for a little bit and I couldn't do it. So now I have, he's like, I have this drive to just right that wrong so that they kind of see... It's a lot less less lame than it sounds. Yeah. Because it actually does seem very natural because it's just, it's only after they bond on that level that they're like, they're like have hey. we ever like kissed another person? Like, yeah. Like, oh no, I've been alive for 780 years and I've never kissed anybody because yeah. all I do is kill things. Yes. Yeah. So to, to spare a lot of the, you know, intrigue of the mystery, because I mean, we... Just knowing the legend of what actually happened is just the plot of Underworld. It's, mm-hmm. it's her trying to figure that out while Craven is trying to get things moving with Lucian and while Lucian is trying to get the hybrid serum to work. Yeah. So the movie really could be about 15 minutes <laughs> if you just showed everything beforehand. <laughs> um, so upon the discovery that, you know, uh, Vic, there's a lot of weird like names. They all names. kind of are like vaguely Victorian. I'm like, fuck, that's not the wrong guy. Um, upon the discovery that Victor killed his daughter because his daughter was in love with Lucian, Celine does a 180 with Likens and mm-hmm. like goes, um, Victor, you're kind of a prick. Like, I kind of want to kill you now. Yeah. And it's only after he vows to kill Michael that she's like, all right, I'm switching okay, sides. It's- and not even really switching sides, just more like, I'm not going to do this shit She's anymore. like, um, hey, I'm going to, f- I don't like that. Like, no, 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 you can't do that shit. And, I mean, the only way that they could defend Michael against an elder vampire was by giving him the hybrid serum. So he becomes the first cross-species hybrid. You look confused. Does that not happen? I don't think so. Because he, no, he, he was bitten by the... Oh, no, you're right. He so, was bitten by a, no, a lichen no, 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 and no. then I, I'm wrong, yes. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. Because <laughs> No, the serum was for a person that was already bitten by an immortal. Yeah. Like that like Lucian. Like Lucian mm-hmm. had built it and was like, I we're gonna use Michael's blood so that I can take it and become part vampire also. Yeah. Like it allows me to be bitten by a vampire and not die. Mm-hmm. So Michael just intrinsically has that. Yeah. So when he's bitten by Lucian so that, you know, they know where he'll be, once Celine bites him as he's about to die, then he, he becomes gets overpowered. Yeah, yeah. Which is on my memory of it was worse than it actually turned out being because um, mm-hmm. he looks pretty gnarly now yeah. that I think about it. Um, and I want to talk for us like a little bit in a bit here about how the effects look in this movie. Like that's what I think is a big standout thing for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you know, he and Celine are now like, now it is like Romeo and Juliet. We're like both families are like, Hey, fuck these kids. We got to kill them. They're an abomination. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's not okay. And that's where we're going to pick up with evolution here in a bit um once we cover it and once yeah. we watch it and do the episode yeah um but um for things one on the list of things why i think this is a sweet ass movie and franchise in general is the werewolf effects are mostly practical and yeah. are really good looking yeah I, they hold really up solid. pretty well for 20 years old um and I, I since we mentioned i think that once Michael becomes that like uber lichen vampire. I really liked how it looked because yeah. you had kind of set my bar like, really low. Cause you're like, like, I think it looks if my if memory yeah. serves, it looks not so great. And I really liked yeah, it. Yeah, because he's just like all like he's not like an onyx black like skinned like yeah. demon looking guy. Um, with 
like red, like purplish eyes, mm-hmm. and like a, a the lichen build of the chest and shoulders and claws, but the claws are longer, and they're on his fingers instead yeah. of being claws. So, and he can, I believe, morph back and forth between that form whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. So he, it, it is kind of cool that he's kind of like like venom. Yeah. Tur- put it on whenever he wants, and it's just this grab bag of powers, which like it's all their strengths and none of their weaknesses. Because mm-hmm. silver doesn't work on him, it's a lot harder for you know immortals to kill him, and he's a lot stronger than the other immortals are too. Yeah. It's like he is Eve beats the shit out of Victor, mm-hmm. and he only loses because Victor's been fighting for hundreds of years. Yeah. But like he wins most of that fight oh, just because yeah. he just annihilates anyone less because everyone else is not nearly as strong as he is mm-hmm. um but to that point also with the lichens when they do it i feel like they were kind of limited with what they could do with this movie they didn't want to have a lot of combat because yeah. it probably wouldn't look as good but they have a scene at the beginning where there's two lichens fighting each other like boxing mm-hmm. and when Raze comes back and it's like yo we're back and they just stand up and then just revert back to human form. And it looks good. Yeah. Like, that's a tricky effect to make look good, especially in 2003. Mm-hmm. And I think later on they might end up going, like, digital, especially after Awakening. Yeah. Um, but, man, one of my biggest, like, standouts for, like, Rise of the Lycans is they had everyone. First of all, it was, like, 300. They're all jacked dudes. And they're just like, okay, cool, we're going to have you do, like, lichen effects, too. And they're like, well, we don't need to buff up your arms at all anymore, so that's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have to give you teeth and claws. And they're like, awesome. And they're like, well, could you, like, perform theoretically if we gave you, like, a suit? And they're like, dude, we could do parkour blindfolded. Like, you, give us whatever <laughs> oh the fuck God. you want. But, like, it's that kind of thing where they, they gave them a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And they start filming, and it's like, okay, these are – it's like – like Mortal Kombat. And it comes back. You get athletes that are extremely good athletes, and mm-hmm. then you just dress them up a little bit to look like this thing, and you got an army of lichens, which is just a bunch of bodybuilders. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot for this movie specifically. It doesn't, it's a good entry point, but, like, it doesn't really stand out as, like, Celine's not as fleshed out as she will be later. Mm-hmm. Um, this is more just, like, this is the world, and this is the protagonist that's going to lead you through that world. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like, less so than, you know, Alice was in, in, in Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. Or Ripley is an alien where she's actively fighting all this. Like, she's an mm-hmm. active participant, and it's just now that Celine's becoming an active participant. Yeah, and absolutely. I agree. It's not the strongest as a single movie, but I'm really looking... Yeah. Having watched it now... And it's I'm not bad. Really it's look- just... No, it's, it's not a, a lot going on. It's a someone. good movie, especially for starting a universe building. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I think what it most succeeds in is it makes you want to see yeah. wh- what's coming next, where things came <laughs> from. It, it perfectly yeah. leads up to that sequel and prequel they have coming up yeah. in the next two movies. Which, again, I, I will say it again when we get to Rise of the Lycans, but they didn't need a prequel. Mm-hmm. That they had like Lucian tell the story and they filmed it, and like they, they it's pretty much just like a ten minute story, but Rise of the Lycans you're like this movie may not be necessary, but it's just if you like the world, you're gonna want to see it in any sort of, you know, there's actually even like a uh, an in between I think Awakening and Blood Wars like an animated short like oh. they had, they did like an Animatrix mm-hmm. for Underworld and it Hell looks yeah. really cool because. You know, this kind of scene, I mean, the cult following that this, this, you know, was a part of 
was still that. I mean, we we're gonna talk about it in the Crow episodes, especially when we cover the book. Mm-hmm. But it's the goth like underground like stuff of the nineties and like the ladies and into the nineties and to two thousands. Yeah, was a big lucrative like cult following. I mean, the music that came out of it. You have art that came out of it with the Crow. You have movies that came out of it. Um, I said music, but like music that came out of it like even to this day like the bands i'm into are that shit like (laughs) the whole bit in underworld where she just like celine comes back to the house and like goes to see craven and everyone else is just dressed like super like um cyberpunk Mm -hmm. um not cyberpunk uh steampunk Steampunk. yeah like with like drinking the ether out of the hoses and and, like smoking their long cigarettes and they're just Mm -hmm. hanging out like whispering each other's ears are all pale and like they're all hot looking like that's the vampire the masquerade yeah and you're looking at me like he this is the thing that he wants and it is (laughs) i wish i could go back to that time because i'm pale enough and i'm i'm i got the goth mood enough for it and i'm tall and stoic enough to just like be arm candy for some like tight like a celine mm-hmm. <laughs> like i could be that guy who's just like ma'am have we fed this evening some bullshit like that <laughs> i just want a morticia adams <laughs> to like scoop me up and go we're going home darling and i'm like okay <laughs> I and i know you secretly also want that <laughs> oh oh yeah oh, i'm yeah. like don't you pretend that i'm the only man <laughs> Who really likes the the witchier side? Hey, no comment. <laughs> and you just—I think she's neat. Like, I especially like, if you know us, it's like <laughs> you could see me. Like, I'm sure our friends like could see me like that, like hanging out, like in a movie. Like, I don't. This isn't really a spoiler, but Underworld Blood Wars stars um the guy that plays four in Divergent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like that'd be me. And then Celine's like the the super like you know rock girl and stuff. And like you could see that with me. No one would ever expect it with you. Just because you're just like, Hey guys. Sweetie, I made a, I made brisket tonight. And she's like, that's wonderful, dear. It's not bloody enough. And you're like, okay. Okay. <laughs> but she like kisses you on the cheek anyway. And you're like, thanks. Like rub it. Like, okay. <laughs> I love this description of me. I mean, it's not bad. It's not wrong it's either. Admirable. I'm glad that you are embracing it. <laughs> Because it is commendable. Because that is how you attract women like that. Is if you're just like, I like this and I'm nice. And they're like, you know what? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so coming up next on Underworld is more of this type of the same, of this same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's only going to get more sexy. Because now we're going to have a bunch of dudes in Rise of the Lycans that are like pretty hot. And, and they have the best hype up speech I've heard in a while. Like, when they're just like, yo, we're not slaves. We're more than that. And I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Hell yeah. Get there. It's it's literally (laughs) the dudes in 300 having the 300 speech to them. Mm -hmm. It's the same exact scene. I love that. Just, like, different words. (laughs) (laughs) So follow our Instagram at the underscore square horror podcast. Or you can reach us at our email at squarehorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Remember to, I'm sure you're already doing it, but follow us on Spotify. Um, I know that there's some newer listeners at this time. Um, make sure that you hit follow. And uh, again, keep telling people about us. We're going to have a Saw series coming up in this summer. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's going to be the summer. Yeah. All summer is going to be Saw. Like, we'll do mini-sodes and, and bonus episodes, obviously, but 
But we're gonna so we're gonna spend I, our time hoping, in the, yeah, with, re- with that jigsaw puzzle oh, that is the saw plot yeah, line, and, and it's a complicated, <laughs> many piece fucking puzzle. It is a three thousand piece, and two pictures. It really is just fucking like a square, and then you put the piece together. Like okay, and you put more, and like there's a bigger square inside of it, but the squares just keep going, and there's mm-hmm. like nine of them. Yeah, like that's a big old puzzle. Yeah, and I love it. I'll put it together all day. <laughs> all right. Until next time, you stay spooky out there.